Richard. Hello, darling. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? Fine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've done we've done a lot of um, energy work today, haven't we? Yeah, I was about to say we know how each other are because we've just been working on each other for the last ten minutes. Exactly. Well, well, longer than that. (laughs) It's almost been an hour where we've been (laughs) just tuning into what's needed, and and we've come up with uh, receptivity. Now, not everyone's going to uh, relate to this. Some people can receive readily, Um, but receiving exactly receiving. So. We don't even know what that actually means and all the complications that come with receptivity, right? Yeah. So, you know, oftentimes we have, even if it's not conscious, we have all kinds of ideas of what needs to happen to receive. And yet you could walk out into a park and there's grass and trees and there you know, they can go for a while without water, but then all of a sudden there's water or um, somebody comes around and uh, gives a plant water, right? So um, we see it everywhere. Um, of course, there's, there are places in the world where it's dry, dry, like the desert, but there's life going on. You know, there's always something that's receiving. There are ways to um, have life continue in the desert it's not a it's not a vacuum right so so we don't necessarily operate that way so one of the things that you know we were looking at you can tell me what you see but we think we have to push ourselves in a particular way to receive and then once we let's say you do something for someone and uh, they pay you for it whatever way they pay you whether it's in flowers or food or money or whatever it is. And then next time you feel like you need to do more. And it doesn't necessarily mean (laughs) you think that you should get more. It's almost like a catch 22. The more you get, the more you try to give. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one thing. I'm not saying that's the only thing, but it definitely uh, blocks receptivity. Well, the the concept that you can receive without doing anything is bonkers. And so valid, right? Yeah. So, so you know, I mean, and, and, yet, <laughs> and yet we don't do nothing. Like there, there's something yeah. that we that that <laughs> we're doing, or you could, you know, do absolutely nothing and and receive. There are moments in life where you can do that, right? Uh, yeah. you might be you might have invested a little bit of money and you're receiving interest right or or dividends or whatever and you're not really doing anything yet you're the one who decided to invest you can lose it too but um it's just opening up to how much is out there for mm. us and we don't need to put values on it of course we have to you know, when you're pricing something, you have to put a value on it. Let's say someone's a massage therapist. If they're in, you know, this really uh, posh high rise in the middle of the city with all the possible conveniences and saunas and blah, 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 you're going to charge a lot more than if, well, I'm, I'm in a local area. Uh, I do it out of my home. 
So I can obviously give you a rate that is just for the massage, the cleaning, the sheets, the, uh, you know, you being in, yeah. in my space, but it's not going to be for the extras like the sauna and the little bit of, you know, cool tea and a robe and a, all that extra stuff that, that costs, right? Mm. So we do need to make a value and it's, it's not so difficult to make a value. It's not about, um, so people, I think often give a service, but they base it on how they value themselves. Yeah. Whereas you need to give the value of the service. But then immediately, you know, not everybody, but some people say, yeah, but maybe I'm not as good as this other person. No, you have to sit down and calculate what it is worth to give a massage. Yeah. Because in the end, even if you get paid, let's say, $100 or 75 pounds, you might only receive 25 quid, right? Yeah. The rest goes to the electricity, the washing of the sheets, the oils, the courses that you continue to take, your studying, um, a toilet paper, use of the... <laughs> toilet paper. Well, uh, you know, it I see people go in and use a whole roll, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and don't forget, it's, you know, you might say, yeah, but a, you know, a roll of toilet paper costs 25 pence. Well, no, it doesn't. No. No, because you have to go and get it. Right? right yeah and if you don't go get it you have to pay someone to go get this stuff there's gas or transport yeah. there's time you know even if you are think you're the worst at what you do your time still needs to be paid for so it has nothing to do with what you think you're worth and i often yeah. see people i say sit down and look at your expenses over a year then divide it up uh, as monthly, then weekly, then daily expenses, and see yeah. what each um, session is worth. If you got a secretary, you got to be uh, charging a lot more. You know, it's you got a waiting room, you've got several toilets, you've got offices. You got to charge <coughs> a lot more. Mm. You know, I go to my physio, and it's all open, right? So you got ten tables with 10 people oh, okay. yeah you know uh very different you could do that with body talk as well you could have 10 people mm. in a room you know kind of separate it with curtains and run your sessions um and that way you're going to pay for your space and it's appropriate acupuncture can be done that way i go to acupuncture yeah. like five or six beds uh and you're like a few inches away from the person next to you right <laughs> um and you know <laughs> Obviously not. That was a weird joke. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with how you value yourself. It has to do with the cost of what's going on and what you will get paid. You know, often people say, yeah, but Tim, yeah. you get paid a hundred quid an hour. I'm like, no, the business gets paid a hundred yeah. quid. I get paid from that. Right, I get paid from there, so I've got to do a certain number of sessions to meet a hundred yeah. quid in a day, and then be yeah. able to pay my expenses in my life, not the expenses yeah. for the business. Right? I was there was a UK newspaper did an article on how much it cost someone to run their own business, 
and they reckoned you needed about thirty to thirty-five thousand pound a year, as pounds, um, to run your business. And I'm like, do you know what? With training and everything else, it's probably true. So, because they were saying that, and then you need so much to actually pay yourself. And then, because in the UK we have a VAT limit, which is at eighty-two thousand. So mm-hmm. like, it was a big push that that should be raised because actually, if you're a you know running a business, that isn't enough. <laughs> just, you know. You mean so? Uh, what do you mean a VAT limit? So if you're under that limit, then you're a sole trader and you just pay tax on your profit. If you're over that, then you have to charge. 20% VAT on it. There you go. So here, so I don't know what the exchange rate is, but it's $30,000. So the oh, minute you it? hit 30000 you've got to charge what, GST profit? and PST. It's profit? Just... No, you had to charge on your sessions immediately. Oh, okay. So that's mad. Yeah. That's, so, it's yeah. crazy, right? Well, I, I think we're the third highest taxes in this particular province in the world yeah. uh, somebody can re-verify that but when i checked it last year we were the third highest um taxes in the world yeah. you know so get, imagine you're, you're getting a service and you've got to add gst and pst i provincial sales tax in your vat or we call it gst yeah. so so i don't necessarily add extra i include yeah, exactly. it in the, in the price so immediately you're taking 15 percent off the top yes and that's what people don't get they just see what you're charging and think that's what you're taking home yeah, they, it's yeah. Like, oh it's, it's just it's mad yeah, it costs it's of kind of my, my stuff over the years there's it's a mad. pet peeve i have where you know people say i ate at this restaurant and it cost let's say 15 quid and i went to this restaurant and the same meal would cost 60 quid. So I I wouldn't dare go there. And I'm like, yeah, but you sat in a cold, kind of dirty environment. <laughs> yeah. um, we, you know, you, your food was cooked by a sweaty chef. And, and here, you know, you've got <laughs> the luxury of an appropriate seat. You can sit, you can enjoy. Uh, you've yeah. got a beautiful ambiance. I'm not saying that one would go all the time, but when you do go to, we, we went to this lovely restaurant in Montreal. Um, it just changed hands and they, they changed the environment. They changed the food. Oh my God. You know, every yeah. morsel was a cornucopia of pleasure in your mouth, right? Mm-hmm. It was absolutely wonderful. <laughs> um, you know, you're not necessarily going to get that. Then there's some restaurants where you go, well, the food wasn't necessarily like you know we we cook every day my my partner he's a yeah. uh, he's a carnivore he does uh, keto so he he's always on the barbecue and he prepares things marinates them and uh, cooks to perfection like unbelievable how well you know wherever yeah. we go they all say oh no let let jimmy do the cooking <laughs> so uh, the barbecue, yep. I mean. So he's the guy yep. on the barbie. And I do all the rest, right? Um, yeah. And man, you know, uh, when you go to a restaurant and and something arrives at the table 
there's no comparison, right? Uh, my friend went to a really expensive restaurant here in Montreal that that has a three month waiting list, and you can only <laughs> reserve three months in advance, and wow. uh, it's quite expensive. And I said, "Well, you know, how was it? You went because I've wanted to go." And yeah. uh, so she said, "Ambiance wonderful." Uh, the way they served everything bit by bit. They were attentive. Everything was great. You could just sit there. And then she just said, but it's not the way your husband barbecues. <laughs> like, no comparison. I was like, really? Oh, my God. So, you know, now I totally don't want to go to that restaurant. <laughs> but this other one yeah. was, was just beautiful, and I would go again. Yeah. Um, it was very beautiful, you know, a special occasion. That That's definitely a place I'd want to go. Um, have dinner so yeah yeah um, well yeah receiving we're just talking about well <laughs> yeah. well if we have you know we could talk about so many different situations instead of talking about what people think because mm. these situations trigger things for people and they'll trigger yeah. ways in which you look at things you do not have to go to the, the expensive restaurant that's for certain you no. you don't want to it doesn't fit your budget etc but saying comparing value for value is the way our belief systems are distorted you definitely do not have to go to the expensive restaurant of course you don't um yeah. you may hit a restaurant and it's complete complete failure and you've paid too much yes but see things as they are you know if you're going to get a paper napkin versus you know a really soft beautiful napkin that is going to be washed and white tablecloths it's a whole different ball game. Now, if you don't care about that, that's fine. But if you're going to say, I, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's this weird comparison people make. Oh, no, no, I'd rather go here. Like, I could just go to McDonald's and get a burger rather than getting a gourmet burger, right? Mm. That's fine. Do it. But don't say that you're going to compare the price, right? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. People do it all the time. I'm like, what is it? It's apples and oranges. It has nothing to do with yeah. anything. Right? If I'm going to, you know, do massage in my home and, um, you know, there's a cat running around, I may have to charge less. <laughs> right? Yeah. The cat might help. Well, yes. <laughs> but if it were me well, going for a massage, I'd find that very yeah. difficult because I'm well, yeah, allergic like to towns. But if you got a little bird, I'm so happy, right? Because I got my little bird. Uh, I keep it in a cage when I do when I do sessions um, in person. And uh, some people say, no, let it out. They love having them flying around. So I'm like, that's fine. You know, as you as you wish, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, yes, that's yeah. that's the big deal is knowing yeah, knowing what something costs the value is not what you think the value is and and so even like with us it's like if like there's almost a distortion in the brain around what we're being paid for so it, like sometimes it feels like i'm being paid for my month time sometimes for my experience Sometimes, like I put, um, I was saying earlier to Darianne, I had someone buy, purchase an old program that I'd built. And I almost felt guilty because she bought it and I didn't need to do anything. 
for the hours of putting it together and then I spent three days last week getting it online so people could buy it and <laughs> so like I haven't really actually made my money back for the time I invested doing it yet and yet I still felt guilty when <laughs> it was purchased and I'm like that's it's so much value out of that. I have to. Sorry, I totally relate. Totally, totally. I'll do the same thing. You know, if I have a client uh, who just did a session, they say, "Oh, I want to buy your series." I'm like, "Oh, like I'll put it in with this session." And after I go, "Wow, all the work I put in, I've not been paid uh, (laughs) back for it." Because whoever was on would say, "I'd go. I really like you to take this session. You know, so you give it away." Uh, for free because they're doing so much work and we know that it's not helpful to them no so, it's not helpful because they won't value it they won't value it and and we they know that the there has yeah. the law one of the laws of the universe that comes from the heart is there must be giving and receiving right mm. you know now i i i i know that so uh i look at what like let's say a family is coming to me and I see that a group session is um, would really benefit one of the members. I'm like, well, you know, I try to look at uh, as well what their, their payments have been and, you know, does this fit in and have they been paying because they're dedicated to the work. But if somebody gets a session once in a while and they want it, no, it gets charged. Right. Yeah. So, so there's certain things I will work around because somebody is dedicated and they're going to continue getting sessions so they can get that included in their group and group session. And it's fine. You know, you feel that they're receiving it, um, uh, but because it's, it's part of it. It's like, how much more uh, can this particular person pay? If they've got the money in there, they're like, no, Terry Ann, I'm paying you. Um, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm completely happy with that. Right. Um, or if somebody says I can't afford it, uh, but they've done three or four sessions with me that month, I will, I will change things around. Uh, but I do know that sense of it's not good to do it if you feel guilty. Right. And kind of, that's why we're doing this session is you shouldn't feel guilty about this. So, you know, it's time to work through that and see what are all the, the particular belief systems that we have that are convoluted. Are you seeing things as they are? Are you looking at, um, like you can't, I can't give something to one client and not do it with another, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not appropriate, it's inappropriate. Yeah. But if I'm looking at, no, here's a group, uh, group sessions and I could give them another discount on the next session or, cause that's what, what I would do for the month uh, for anybody. And instead I'm going to give them uh, the group sessions. So you're, you're clear on what you're doing and you will do this for everyone. Right. The, the, yeah. the policies are written. Yeah. It's not it about has, how you it feel. It to be fair. It really does have to be fair. Um, yeah. Whereas I, I like, I don't do anything for free. Apart from the things that I set out to do for free, if that makes sense. So I do always do some free group sessions every year. And I have my ones from years ago available on my website. Anyone's welcome to sign up. <laughs> but, you know, and then I'm like, so there is, there's things there. If people, you know, can't afford to come and see me and they want some help, I can direct them to all of that. 
and oh my god we've done so much free work there's oh, we've done so much free work here every and... day there's a, a tarot card and it's not difficult to look at you look at the card and you read the two sentences i put that's that helps you understand the energy of the day you know it yeah. kind of gives you some guidance you know if you so many people wake up and it's like oh my god i'm so heavy i gotta push myself you you read a, a tarot that says you know it's a heavy day so yeah. just do it's so helpful like i read it sometimes i'm like oh that's why i'm feeling that way yeah or, exactly oh yeah yeah that's why all my clients keep moaning today about that yeah. yeah i have a client who's who loves it and he checks it every single day and he he <laughs> writes me he says it didn't post and i'm like oh my god it didn't post <laughs> i don't know what happens he's it gets more, lost he's or better at spotting that than me you know when you're when i'm looking at all of the postings i double check and triple check that it's going to post and then sometimes wow you know but it's so nice of him you know so nice of him to look at it to read it he's like i need i need my tarot day thing there you go you have something free we have all of our free podcasts you know um there's so much work that you and i have have given out there in so many ways right so many ways I do um, some free talks online but my talks are not I'm lecturing you about something the talks are a way to engage with people and help that engagement and I ask questions so people can uh, find these answers for themselves and get out of this convoluted mental machinations that are filtering our perception of what is before us, right? What is right in front of me? Now, you can't have many serious problems in life. They, they, they beset us rather rapidly because life is definitely suffering. We're going to hit suffering. Even if your life is so perfect, um, you're going to suffer at some point. Someone's going to die. You're going to die. We know we're going to die. But, mm-hmm. You know, that's one big deal that, that I've talked about for years and years and years. We know we're going to die. You know, it's it's a huge, um, you know, it's amazing we can do anything just just knowing we're going to die. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that stands in our way. Um, sure, sure there is. Mm. But if you've got your mind interfering, well, really, I, I'm actually talking about thoughts. Our thoughts are just a um, kind of, they're generated or they're, they come into uh, to our minds and, and we don't, we're unable to make a thought. You can all try that. Just try and make a thought yeah. um, yourself. But we don't if, have any thoughts. Pardon me? We don't have any thoughts. We just pick them up. Say, say it again. Are you saying that we don't have any thoughts? We just pick them up. Well, that can be part of it. I'm not quite sure. I was listening yeah. to uh, Dr. Veltheim, and he was saying thoughts are generated by the heart. That's yeah. where they come from. They're not coming from the head. So I was like, oh, well, that's an interesting concept, right? Mm. For me, it's just they're there. 
right? They're just there. They have nothing to do with me unless I engage with them. So ultimately, it doesn't matter where they come from. That's more of a, a technical issue that doesn't matter to me. I can I can hear them or see them or uh, they're, they're somehow, uh, you know, I see a thought and I used to, it's been a, over a year now, maybe two years, I can't remember, where I uh, broke the spell of my mind, which means I no longer engage with my thoughts. They have nothing, nothing to do with me. So when I'm living my life, I'm just living with what is, right? So if I, when yeah. I used to wake up in the morning with all of the thoughts of what I needed to do for the day, I need all the things that I would even do this kind of, all right, now I'm going to get up, I'll make the bed, then I'll take a shower, then I'll run this session, then I'll do that. I don't do any of that, any, like, none of that. It might be running somewhere but I don't hear it anymore. I just wake up and say, okay, so uh, move your arm. I want to move my arm. I want to stretch my legs. And then I'm just doing these things to wake up. And then the next thing presents itself. Oh, I just stepped on the kitchen floor and there are crumbs on my foot and a broom comes out. It's almost unwittingly that, that yeah. it's that, that saying, we're not the doer, we're being done. Yeah. Right. And, and you're just having the experience. Uh, you're just in the experience of whatever's occurring and you don't have the thoughts that are coming in, but you can um, deal with a problem, right? That's, that's clear. You can, the, the mind is something you can, we can use and not have the mind's all the content of the mind's manipulate mind manipulating us, right? All those thoughts where we engage with them, we start to analyze them, we dissect them, we think that's who we are. We but once you you break that spell, then it's oh, I have to a computing problem here. Oh, I have uh I just stepped on some dirt. How do you solve that problem? Well, you you use a broom and you sweep yeah. it up. You know, you're just using the mind to deal with problems. I mean, it's so much less stressful. So it's the same as your receptivity, right? The, the receptivity is just receiving uh, everything from the universe. You're receiving breath. Your heartbeat continues. You're, you know, you're receiving so many things, but the mind will block out what you receive. It, well, the thoughts will. And the other thing is you could have energetically so many things that are blocking. So when you, you start to consider and say, okay, so there's so much in the universe, tons. I, I'm here and I can receive it. And if you're not, well, wow, you know, what's going on? So mm. even when suffering arises, like people ask me all the time, oh, you can't walk. You're in constant pain, you know, but why that would get me down they're more upset about it than i am it's so interesting yeah. right people <laughs> like get really upset it's like well you know you don't need to you know kind of talk to me about it what i need is what i'm asking you for which is you know can you pass me my cane you know or can I keep my cane next to me if I'm in your house or, you know, whatever it is, or I might, I might be sitting at someone's house and get up and they'll say, Oh, you know, are you, you know, what's, what's wrong? And, and I'll just say, nothing's wrong. I just have to stretch my body. I can't sit yeah. for an extended period of time or I get really stiff. So I need to, I mean, I, I can sit and 
I'm much better when I'm sitting with this problem. Uh, yeah. But if you sit too long, it's really hard to stand up. So I can't stand yeah. for a long periods of time. So I keep, you know, getting up, laying down, maybe getting one of my little stretchy bands here and, you know, moving my legs or putting a tens on my back. I deal with what is not think, Oh, poor me. No, it's like, God, so many people have problems. Mine it sucks, but people have problems. But yeah. People could have a lot worse. I could definitely have a lot worse, right? There could be a million more things. So it's like, okay, so I'm dealing with this. It's not the same as when I was younger. My body doesn't work that way. Okay, but I deal with it. I live my life. I Mm -hmm. figure out how to do things. It's it's just different. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. Just different. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just receiving... Well, I think what I'm bringing in is that the mind, if we summarize a little bit, the mind is thoughts. When we involve with them, complicates everything. We can't see what is. So that means we can't use the mind to deal with a problem. So let's say I wake up in the morning and uh, this happened the other day. Uh, I think because I ate something, I ate some olives and maybe the salt in them, you know, caused a problem. So I, I had difficulty for 48 hours. So I woke up in the night to go to the washroom and I couldn't step on my leg. And so I was, I was just sitting there going, okay, so now because the pain is so intense, I might pee on the floor. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, if that occurs, that occurs. So now all you're going to do is really tense up the bladder and see how you can get the other leg and use furniture and the walls and um, to get to the washroom, right? And that's all I did and everything was fine. There was no urinating on the floor. It all just worked out, right? I was using my mind to figure out how to maneuver. I wasn't sitting there going, oh my God, I can't walk. No, okay, I don't understand why the the leg didn't didn't work, but... um, you know, I did eat a couple of things different than I, a very monotonous diet that is no carbs. And this was still no carbs, but it just, that, that's having a few olives with a bit of cheese before we had dinner is not part of my regime. So I just let me go, you're not going to do that anymore. You're just not going to do that. Simple as, right? Whereas when we're involved with the thoughts, the drama queen comes in and goes, oh my God, this is terrible. You tire yourself, etc." Not everyone does that. I'm not saying, remember, we're just talking about different ways that the mind could, uh, or the thoughts of the mind could get in the way. I want to be precise as I can with my words. It's our thoughts. And those thoughts we believe are real. And then we engage with them and analyze them and fragment them and just keep going. It's an infinite never-ending process to we can often think of a conflict so if i think i have to price something based on what i think my value is i'm in constant conflict but if i sit down and calculate exactly what it's worth to do a particular treatment and you know all of the courses that i take and my electricity and everything and then give myself an hourly rate wage in that let's say all that comes to $100, and then you give yourself a wage of $25, let's say, 
right? Or pounds, yeah. I should speak in pounds. 100 pounds and then $25 for you. Um, <laughs> it's not much, but, you know, and it's a lot. When you say 125 pounds or 150 pounds or 175 pounds, it sounds a lot. But when you, you know, break it down, it's like, well, I get 25 and everything gets the rest, you know? Uh, so it's, it's, it's just getting out of the, the mental stuff. Of course, I'm not saying that's an easy thing to do, but at least we can start to consider what is and use the mind. We have the capacity to use our mind to solve a problem. You know, sometimes I, I wrote this years ago on, you know, like a little thing I sent out on social media was just, don't you want to just tell people, stop it, just stop it. And it's bringing that moment up where yeah. you know, people are just talking from from this, from the thoughts they have. They're not actually thinking. Mm. They're just spewing out thoughts. Well, you know, if I do this, then this. Well, you have no idea. Yes, I do. When I did that in the past, it occurred that way. Well, if you come from the same place, it likely will occur the same way. But if you come from a different place, let's say with a positive attitude, it would work differently. Yeah. The minute you change one component of what you're doing, you change all the outcome dynamics. You have no idea what they'll be. So yeah. if we could commit the same action, but come from a different place. Wow. Right. So if I have an, if I'm talking to someone and working something out and I'm, I'm coming from a place of anger, resentment, um, jealousy, uh, revenge. Well, it's not going to work out very well, is it? No. And then you'll, you walk away and say, yeah, I'm still vengeful. Well, I want to get that person again. But if you go in from a place of, okay, let me figure this out with this person. Well, you're going to get a lot more out of it, even if the other person is living in resentment you're going to figure out what to do you might go hey i'm not going to deal with this person okay yeah. maybe i'll maybe i worked with this person and well i'll just call it a loss in my life but i learned i learned how to deal with things differently does that yeah 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 i'm in a like a blah blah right now so you know <laughs> i'm just going to hand it over to you <laughs> So what what would just give some of your thoughts on what what we do to well I, like we're talking about receiving and we've been talking a lot about money which is always a favorite topic but it's other things as well that's what's in my it's like love and affection and connection and yeah which is fascinating because we so often um Oh my God, you know, when it comes to relationship, there's sometimes a really hardcore uh, vision of what someone wants in the relationship. Yeah. And that hardcore view mm -hmm. becomes rigidified in these little fragmented pieces. So they come up with this view of what they want and they look at the other person through this very rigid but fragmented vision. So they'll only see that, oh, this part doesn't match me. That part does match. So we don't see the whole and see if, if it relates uh, to us. Yeah. Right? And, I, and I think that's a, a receptivity problem. Uh, I, I don't think that's the only problem, but, uh, no. you know, just receiving another person with, with um, 
with vulnerability and then seeing if you fit. And we've done this talk before, you know, how do you know if you fit? Well, it's not about what job the person has. It's about your values. Like if if my value is I want someone who's hardworking, who's, you know, puts their money away, who's invested properly, who's responsible, who's um, making lots of money, because that's what I do. Well, that's, that's obviously, if I meet someone who says, oh, no, I'm in debt, I spend more than I make, I, um, uh, I don't really care. Uh, When I die, it won't matter. Yeah. You know, uh, it'll go to your kids, but, (laughs) you know, uh, no, I'm not going to have kids. So you're, you know, you look at that person and you go, that's that's fine you want to live that way it's not it's not my set of values it's unethical to me to live beyond your means you know it's i mean obviously you can have a mortgage and all those things but you're not going around spending more money than you have yeah you know that you're going to be able to pay your mortgage you know you're going to be able to pay your car uh every month and you're responsible uh, I've seen people, uh, I remember when I was young, I have a, I have a cousin and uh, this cousin opened up the trunk of the car to put something in and it was filled with parking tickets that were unpaid. Oh, wow. Wow. It's, yeah. It's, it's interesting. I have two family members who did that kind of thing. And I was like, wow, that's, mm. well, what is so different between me and this person that I, you know, the minute I got <laughs> a parking ticket, uh, I think I've gotten three uh, infractions in my life. I think I'm no two speeding tickets in my entire life. Yeah, and, I haven't got speeding tickets. I have got parking tickets though. Yes, yeah, so I got parking tickets around here. <laughs> yeah, and both times I was like, "Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, officer. I was speeding. That's yeah. it. I was speeding. You got me. Right? You just got me. That's it. And I agree. I was speeding, so I'm paying this." Right. It's, well, this is, yeah. this is these There's are the no laws option. we adhere to. We adhere to these laws. We agree with them. So, yeah, yeah I don't necessarily want people speeding uh, too much when other people aren't. If we were on the Autobahn or the Autostrada, I'm like, it's fine. Everybody's, mm. you know, speeding. They're, they're, they've learned to drive that way. Here we haven't. So we need to kind of adhere yeah. to the speed limit because people are not so great at it anymore. well it's an interesting thought process i'm not going to say that that's true for everyone but you know we're not so great at it uh yeah my time was go ahead like when i was younger here certainly the police were quite happy for you to go over the limit if you were driving safely and that was a kind of okay so we all learned to drive like even on my driving lesson, when I had a motorway driving lesson, they taught me to go over the speed limit in my lesson. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, you know, that, was, right. that was the norm. And now they've got, you know, now they're arguing that cars are more accurate with their speedos and, the, you know, everything's more accurate. So we should go at the speed limit. So they've got all these hidden cameras and everywhere. So you can't really go over the speed limit anymore. And no, it's you like, can't. No. It's, oh, this is boring. <laughs> just like but it's partly because i'm so used to driving faster you know back in the day for me that's you know if i can do it safely and it's good weather and things 
It's uh, I like French the French system on their motorways. You have two different speed limits depending on what the weather is. So if it's raining, you have to go slower. That makes so much sense. Right. Fascinating. I, like I, I can yeah. tell you a story. I was in in New York taking a course, so a bunch of uh, the students and I, because I had the car, said let's drive to a particular mm. uh, restaurant for lunch or dinner or something. So. You know, I was driving, it's, you know, it's course time. I don't need to speed or anything. So yeah. the, one of the women in the car said, oh, my God, you're not a New Yorker. You don't speed down the streets. So I was like, well, oh, okay, well, whatever. Yeah. Not necessary. And uh, um, the next day, they had snow. So the yeah. ground was covered with an inch of snow. And we once again get into the car to go for dinner. And I'm going along merrily at, at the speed limit or more because <laughs> yeah. no one was on the street, one. Yeah. And everybody else was kind of falling off to the sides. Taxis were slipping. And I'm just going along. And the girls, especially this woman who said, oh, my God, you're going too fast. What are you doing? And I'm not going fast at all. Uh, and yeah. she's like, how can you do this? I said, you're not a Montrealer. Do you remember? <laughs> Sorry, it's fun. I was remembering. Remember, we had that retreat in in the UK. Yes. And <laughs> for those, we had another colleague with us, also from Canada. And like in the UK, we have these little teeny weeny windy roads, and I'm so used to driving down them at speed. These two were holding on to the seats of the car. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs> you're like what are you doing and i'm like i'm really used to driving in these roads <laughs> it's like it's funny really you funny yeah it's it's funny when you're used to something it's really funny <laughs> the other, you two are like, what? <laughs> yeah but that's but that's our way isn't it if we're used to something then it's normal if we were charging more and people were paying that that would become normal yes Yes. I mean, it's just like, it's almost like our ability to receive. Once we reach, a, like, we, it expands and we can receive more, and then that becomes normal. And then we think we have a problem with receiving again, and then we expand it, and it's, you know. Is that true? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's I, true. We just work. I feel like we're just <laughs> wending. Wending our way through the the problems that uh, we all might have, or the experiences yeah. that I've had with people and their inability to to receive, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like we're kind of doing a session on the world right now, and just <laughs> kind of sending out that energy yeah. that that helps everyone clear up the mind, right? Yeah, and and. And, and, but you can never get rid of any thoughts. They're always going to be there. But clear up the 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 spell, or just support clearing the spell, uh, mm -hmm. wherein you think that your thoughts are real, that your thoughts have some validity. Wisdom is very different. Mm. Right? Wisdom is very different. When it, I feel like you and I are talking. Uh, from a place of the wisdom that we have, but we're still transmuting whatever yeah. we don't know. 
right? Because we're so, the, the, the basic assumption is I don't know anything. So, yeah. so our Dose of Truth podcast is to help work through that. Is to, yeah. for us, you know, it's very, in many ways, very selfish, which is dharmic. If I'm doing this for myself and now I'm sending it out in the world, I'm doing this for the world. I'm not mm. stating what anyone should or shouldn't do, but at least at the minimum, look at, hey, my thoughts are just there. They're detritus, they're dust. There's so many systems that talk about it that way, like Ho'oponopono, you, you look at Dr. Hugh Len's work, they say, just yeah. dust, just dust. Um, yeah. That's all it is. Um, just dust. And it's true, it's just dust there. But we, the moment we engage with them, we think it's real versus, you know, so usually people ask me, well, what is it that you really do? Well, I'm just being. And when suffering arrives on my doorstep or a problem arrives on my doorstep, well, now I can use my mind to figure out how to deal with it. Again, going back to when I can't walk, what am I, what do I do to deal with it? Yeah. Well, I do. I figure out how to get the body uh, moving. If, I, if you and I, we've sat here sometimes for two hours chatting, you know, and when I get up, I can't, you know, kind of get myself out of the <laughs> chair shape, right? You know, yeah. stand up and I'm, I'm completely, you know, stuck. So what do I do? Well, simply sit down, stand up, sit down, stand yeah. up, you know, push the, the spine against um, a roller that I have on the chair, start to lift yeah. my legs. And, you know, just use the mind to figure it out. Then you get up and it's like, oh, I'm still bent over. What can I do now? Maybe a hot water bottle. Um, yeah. Maybe remember not to sit for two hours as well. Quick, There's some, some good <laughs> wisdom, right? Some good wisdom to follow. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's for everyone, though we know sitting isn't good. Like sitting too long isn't good. Standing too long isn't good. We need to be moving. That's the yeah. thing, you know, we're, we're moving beings. Uh, otherwise, we'd just be little stumps, right? So we, <laughs> we need to move. We are human beings. Yeah, we are. Beingness. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe we'll come up with more stuff on receptivity. But I really feel like it's time that we all receive. And, oh, you know. Um, what? <laughs> well, you know, I don't, it's obviously more complex than just receiving. So if I'm seeing what is, I need to be honest. Mm. It's so dishonest to say, you know, a lot of people do this. Oh, poor me that I am in this suffering. No, mm. sorry, everybody is. And you could look at someone who's had no suffering all their lives, but it will arrive on their doorstep. Yeah. So if you're saying, oh, poor me, they, look at that guy, he's got a lot. You're living in jealousy and resentment. Mm. So if you don't see what is but going on, yeah, going on within you, that you have jealousy and resentment, how are you going to heal anything? How are you going yeah. to live with, you don't have a leg, let's say your leg gets chopped off. Okay, so I have this thing that's happened to me. I could live in resentment, you know? Yeah. Uh, I could live in, in jealousy. No, I figure out ways to, to work with. But 
but it's it's so dishonest to say um, my suffering should be pitied and you should all look at me and give me what I don't have. No, no, yeah. no. But you cannot judge what someone else has gone through, even if someone is, you know, have perfect health, great body, um, manifested tons of money. Uh, don't don't sit there in judgment. That suffering will come. Somebody will die. They will die. That suffering is there. So, yes, somebody could have it worse off, of course. But that doesn't give you a justification to say you're the victim because there's always someone who has it worse. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, what if I'm, you know, like, along with what I have, all the three problems I have in my back, and then you get uh, an illness as well. <laughs> For God's sakes. <laughs> you know, it could be worse. It could be a lot worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. So, you know, it's, it's being in gratitude for, hey, you know, I've had a long uh, life. I have, my, uh, I have great things that still happen for me. And yeah, I'll work with that. That again goes yeah. back to our talk about, hey, you want something? You, you know, I'm dedicated, determined, and uh, disciplined every day to work something out for my legs and back. And I have a good attitude. I don't have an illusion of, yes, I'm going to be 20 years old again. No. But I have a good attitude about what is happening. Yes, there are some days I can't walk at all. They're rarer and rarer, but there are some days. I, and it's like, well, do what you can do with this. Yeah. Well, that's it. Um, so there are going to be good days and bad days. Of course there will be. We've got to see what is not this craziness of what isn't. And I think that just opens up the, yeah, that good attitude eh, is so juicy. <laughs> not like, oh, yes, everything is going to work out. I don't mean that. I mean, I just have a good attitude to everything I'm doing. It's already giving me what I need. Like, if for my work, um, it's giving me what I need just by doing it. Um, now, if my if I work at opening up my back a bit, it's giving me what I need. Mm. Even on the worst possible day, if I just do one little thing, I go, oh, look at that. I just got a relief. How wonderful. Oh, but if I'm looking yeah. at what isn't, like my legs should work like, you know, a long distance runner. Well, <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean you can't okay. have that goal. Like if you you know, say, okay, yeah. I have that goal in mind that I would like to walk again and I'm going to do it. Sure. But in the moment, um, for those who have the negative attitudes, whatever you can do, whatever, yeah. whatever you can That's, do to make it just celebrate what you can do. Yeah. And the immortal, I'm going to say immortal words of Jordan mm. Peterson, don't <laughs> make it worse. Yes. <laughs> you feel you don't have money. Well, don't get all negative about it. You're just making the situation worse. Yeah. You don't have a relationship. 
well, I don't have a relationship. Well, now you're making it worse. What are you doing? Why don't you look inside and see? Do I have any? Do I have anything to offer? Yeah. To a relationship? Do 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 I do I know my own values? Do I do you, I know what um, feeds the relationship? Do I have a relationship with myself? Do I love mm. myself? If if I'm lonely, depressed, and I say I want a relationship, what are you going to attract? Yeah. I want somebody who has this, that, and the other thing, but I'm lonely and depressed. Well, that's really sad, right? Yeah. So you got to work with lonely and depressed. <laughs> yeah. And get that attitude shifted. Yeah. I'm not saying an attitude shift will deal with depression, though. Please, no one think that. Um, you know, depression can be a whole other ball game, even though these concepts or ideas that we're working with are involved in it. But, you know, you do need to seek, seek help. Uh, but sometimes we go, we feel good, and then we get depressed a bit. That's a little different thing, right? Mm. Um, and we might just need to have a little shift in attitude. Might, but of course, might. you need somebody to to help you see that. Don't please don't take what we're saying as a panacea for every type of type of problem. You might use one component to help you through what you need to do. I never work with a person, uh, uh, different individuals in the exact same way. It's completely different. And I would use different tools. So maybe just by listening to all the podcasts, you'll find something or many things, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, my darling. I don't... Yeah, I don't even think uh, we got anywhere with this receiving because I think it's so big, but maybe we'll continue it, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe we'll just continue cool. uh, as we see what yeah. transpires within us and and transmutes yeah. here. Perfect. All right, well, my darling. A... Love you and um, yeah. talk to you later. Bye. 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 Bye, everyone. Bye.